0: Welcome to Let's Connect For Good. I'm Alicia sternberg Yanis and I'd like to invite you to start thinking sideways with me. So rather than give you a typical career highlight and an abbreviated CV, which is not who I am, I thought I'd share with you what really helped me become an intuitive connector and sideways thinker. My father always said, Alicia, you think sideways, and so I think a way for all of you to understand how I go about things is to turn the clock back and give you a little view of what it was like to be me until I was 20 years old. These things happened. So I guess I would call them learning differences and it made school really hard. But thankfully I had parents who cultivated that and said, thinking differently is a great thing. And you have intuition, use that creativity and access that gift to help you with what you're doing. It really was a vehicle that helped me make it through. So the next major thing that happened in my life was my mother had cancer. I was young, and I was trying to figure out when that might be, and then I think I was blocking some of it. But I think it was probably when I was in fourth or fifth grade. I either could not or would not process it. Every day I'm grateful that my mother was fine and remains a huge part of my family's life, and I'm eternally grateful for that. From eighth grade through 12th grade, I changed schools four times in three different states. This had a major effect on me. There are two more things that I wanna share that were hard, but in order for you to really get to know me, so you feel comfortable with me getting to know you. A week before my freshman year in college, my sister died in an accident and I was devastated. That has an impact on how you think and how you process. Also during my freshman year, I was attacked. I know it's a lot and it's not easy to recount, but it is important in understanding that without acknowledging these things, it's hard to make them okay if we can't talk about them. Resilience 101, and this is gonna sound crazy, but I actually feel lucky. I think this was all a gift that had happened at a point in my life when I was really young. That resilience was there, and I attribute it to my learning differences, intuition, supportive parents, and that I was able to work with people, and once you get to know me a little bit better, I'll expand on this, who were born with differences, not just learning differences. Those differences helped me appreciate mine, and these caring people taught me lessons that changed my life. So now I want to just get to where this podcast has come from. It's come from all that I discussed and what I went through. And for me, in order to understand people and in order to think in new ways, you really have to want to get to know people. You really have to want to connect with them deeply. You have to put yourself second and the different dynamics of what it is to be human. All of this taught me to look past the obvious. So if I meet someone who's trying to do something and it seems to me that they need support, my first question now is, how might I help you? I'm putting myself in someone else's position and I take out the what's in it for me because those aren't the things in the long run that build connection. Or build happiness we need love we need support we need friendship we need honesty and we need kindness but above all else we need connection so let's connect for good was born out of my need to give back do something for others and I thought what can I do what can I do and there was a brilliant woman who I used to work with and she said Alicia create a podcast. You're a connector. That's what you do. That's giving back. And I thought, okay. So I decided I'd create a podcast with the most interesting people you probably never have met or have heard of and share them with you because I have this vast network of these people doing good in the world. They're here and they're accessible. I want you to meet them. I want them to get to know you and I want you to have the opportunity to tell us how you feel, what you want to do, because we're a community here. And have you contribute because this is what this podcast is. It's access, it's community, it's caring, it's sideways thinking. So people from all different areas of the world come at it with different perspectives. So we're not siloed and come in it saying, hey, you know what, if we join in as a group, we will learn, we will learn to accept. We'll come in and we will create fantastic things, and we'll support one another to connect for good. So now that you've heard me, I'm thrilled today to have my friend Adele Myers as my guest. So I don't know, Adele, what can I say about you? There's so much. And again, I don't want to be ticking off a list because what makes Adele Adele are not the accolades, but so that you can get a sense of a little bit of what they are, I'll tell you some. She's a professor, a producer, director, a dancer, an artist, a choreographer, a crazy talented grant writer, a coach, collaborator, and friend. So welcome, Adele. And I'm so happy to have you here. And the most important thing, she has a fantastic dance
1: company, Adele Myers and Dancers. Welcome, Adele. Wow. Thank you, Alicia. I mean, first of all, you know, you're always filled with surprises. You really are. You're such a basket of treasures. And even interesting enough to me is listening to this introduction. I kind of forgot that I was your guest on the podcast and was getting lost in what you said and realized that, you know, as much as I know about you, there's always something else that I learn. And I just really appreciate your Putting yourself out there like that and, and that kind of personal invitation, um, it's very rare. And I, and I do think that's what makes you, you. And I was also laughing because I thought, well, it, I love how you talk about sideways thinking. I know this is something you and I have bonded over because I always say to people that I'm a tilted thinker. Like I've been in so many situations where Mm -hmm. everybody else had this, what looked like just this very specific streamlined way of thinking. Whether I was in school or outside of school, everybody seemed to point to the same answer. And I was always tilted in a different direction. Similar to you, I always felt like I was the odd one in the bunch. Why do I think in this odd way? And had the support and the community of people similar to you who said no, you have a unique, beautiful way of thinking. It's just different from the people you're surrounded by. And eventually I found myself within the arts community, specifically as a dancer, dance artist, and now choreographer and artistic director of Adele Myers and Dancers, where I mentor students and also direct dance artists. But I have the ability to facilitate a community of support, where we can lift each other up as individuals, and also think of myself more as a curator of chemistry between people. And I take about a year to ask people to participate as collaborators on a project with me because that sense of what our chemistry is, is very important. And that we all sort of bring this sideways tilted thinking into a community where we feel that we can shine. So for Adele Myers and dancers, just to sort of clarify, the frame of that is that it's a national touring Miami-based dance theater company. And by dance theater, it means we have robust physicality. We have a personal theatricality in our presence on the stage. We fold the audience into our live performances, in um, really audience-friendly ways to make people feel at ease and part of a live performance. We have a sense of humor, but it's all steeped in a social resonance, us- usually having to do with uplifting female, girl, women, any self-identifying female, what our experiences in this world and how we further empower ourselves, but amplify who we are in space and time in relation to other people. And I'm also an educator. And you know, it's it all becomes the right. same. It's like what you said, how you can create these communities of supporting like-minded thinkers to help spark new ideas, new ways of thinking and blurring the lines. Yeah, and I think
0: after everything that happened this year, this has been a year and a half I guess it's even more than a year, unlike any other year that we've experienced here on so many levels as people. And hearing you speak, you know, I really want to take one step back and then I want to sort of move into twist because I want to focus a bit on that. A little bit about on your, um, of your background and also how we met because, I mean, I will joke, Adele can, can give you sort of a quick overview of what she remembers, but um, I, I see it as uh, me being uniquely me and, and, and doing what I do. But I think that's what's, it, it sparked our
1: connection. So, <laughs> right. You so you mean that? when you were stalking me <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the parking lot? Yes. It was such a great moment. Yes, I moment. was. It was just so fantastic because you had just moved down from New York and I had just moved down to Miami from Connecticut and both of our kids were attending school and I think it was an orientation day and you saw that my plates were Connecticut plates. That's right. And you had me at community plates, I you know. remember that. I was like, if I could have run up and
0: kissed you at that moment, I had to put my plan, My I was mapping out my plan of attack um, because I was like wanting any shred to hold on to at that moment. And I was like, there she is,
1: there she is. And then tell them what,
0: you know. Yeah, I remember in the
1: orientation, I remember actually watching you walk into the space, into where we were all sitting and I was thinking, ooh, yeah. who is she? she's radiant and fascinating. And I feel like she's not (laughs) from here. So maybe I'll try to introduce myself to her and, you know, have my first friend. So I actually had that connection early on, which I don't know if I've ever told you, but then there was this moment, both of our um, kids were going into middle school and the person um, who was leading the orientation said, okay, how many of your children have cell phones and everybody in the room except for Alicia and I raised our hands and I thought, Oh, huh, that's interesting. I had no intention of giving my Mm -hmm. child a cell phone and I didn't necessarily judge others, but it was a moment also where I thought, huh, I feel like maybe we, yeah, we make similar decisions and yeah. And then she thought that, okay,
0: maybe I'll escape unscathed (laughs) by Alicia. But little did she know that I positioned my car once I saw those Connecticut plates sort of within her area And, you know, I walked with the kids, and I thought, okay, I'm going to get in my car. And I thought, no, you're a connector, and it's all about risk-taking, and there's some crossover here, and just go for it. And I said, you know, hi, blah, blah. And it's sort of gone from there for, we're getting close to six years. and But, again, the layers, just what you said about me. And I think I just want to walk back a couple to when you were a little (laughs) one. And, of course, I spoke to your mom Mm. and maybe some others and i just love the story about the genesis of you and there was loss you were too little Mm -hmm. but there was loss there which Mm -hmm. you can once i'm done with this that i think also even if you're not aware when you're that little your your brain picks it up and then having these incredibly strong and interesting women in your life but i'm going to give some kudos to your doctor who right out of the box was like it's ballet it's it's ballet so that you can stand up and fall tumble and fall and shake it off and it wasn't the messaging of you have to be this pretty tiny little peanut of a girl it was like no you need to be physical and you need to learn how to pick yourself back up for the long run so that mm-hmm. was fascinating to me i just am going to jump into one more thing and then i'll let you respond and Getting to the strong women in your life, and certainly I've met your mother, and you know, for sure, she is one strong lady. I just love her, but Oma, oh and you know, having somebody that that big and that strong and that presence is just, and especially from whence she came, the year, you know, the age that she was, and in that time said so much about who she was and. Um, I just love the story about the trip on the ocean liner and you would go floor to floor dancing for cookies. Right.
1: Wow. That, okay, there's a so lot there. what was that about? Just to, just to go back <laughs> go from, um, you know, when you were talking about the loss at a young age. So when I was nine months old, my father was killed in a car accident and to this day, I have pictures of him, you know, as proof of our connection um, and always have sort of wonderings about that. And I named my son after him. His name was Jack. But from a very young age, you know, my mom told me it wasn't like she waited till I was older. And I used my imagination at a very young age right. and I put him in the full moon. So every time to this day, There is a full moon. I have a conversation with the full moon to keep my connection to him. And I say that because my imagination is a huge part of my life. It's how I can process reality. Sometimes it's how I create the work I create. But then obviously, you know, there my mom is um, having a nine-month-old baby and no husband. And Oma, who is her grandmother, my great-grandmother, swoops her up and brings her sister who was my aunt and says okay well we're going to go on a, a cruise a tour around the world and that's how we're going to process this grief and we're going to do it together and that matriarchy and that support system that's that was my entree that is my true coming out into this world and yes so i learned how to walk on these huge cruise ships and I would toddle from one end to the other. And at the end, I would get a cookie on each floor. And I don't obviously have this memory, but it's interesting because one of my strengths as a dancer has always been, I am very good at being balanced in Rocky situations. I'm also a Libra Mm -hmm. and when things get really chaotic, I'm able to find order. And so this is this resonates in that sense um oma my mother my aunts they are elegant warriors to me and i am carrying on that spirit through my work in um, feminist dance theater i also carry it on through raising my children i carry it on through the students that i teach especially the female students and letting them know that the power of their presence and words and how they claim and occupy space around them so these are all you are absolutely correct very much connected
0: think about what omo is doing when we think about building relationships real relationships and allowing you to, to for your mother to be but taking taking control in a way that was how do we how do we and not to use the word steer because we're on a boat or whatever, but how how can I steer this situation and 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 make it a place where people can grow and feel supported? And it gets back to this whole idea of connection and caring and true connection, not networking, because you know right. that is verboten for me. I the word network is absolutely not a problem because I'm opening my network. You are part of my this vast, beautiful network that I want to share with everybody because of these stories, because you care about connection, you care about support, you care about doing good, and you do it every day. And and that comes from experience. Mm. And we all have something to give, we all do. People people forget, you take a step back, and something that you just sort of think is not a big deal can mean the Mm -hmm. world to somebody else. And in thinking of this, and talking to your mom, you know, you were the mm-hmm. girl of firsts, and you went to an all boys school in the first mm-hmm. class of girls, where you found your voice in public speaking. And um, I think it, you know, it's part and parcel to trailblazing, and that's what you do—you you trailblaze. And instinctively, you knew you had these strong women in in your life, and you had, you know, obviously your dad. Mm-hmm. who who raised you um and but you were putting yourself out there in this space to understand another perspective, and that hmm. gives you depth, right and so that makes you think, "hmm, how do I so there's going to be something later, and I'm just going to give a little mm-hmm. little nudge at that coming back to this, but I would like you to share a story about a situation with boys in college. And my guess is that your experience of being at an all-boys school, being the first class of girls, gave you the chutzpah
1: to shake it up
0: a little bit. Wait, in college or you mean in
1: the high school? College. I used to teach this uh, class called... Uh, introduction to dance, but I actually called it movers and shakers. And usually the people who would come to those classes were male and female athletes and female and male theater majors. And those were, I loved teaching those classes. In fact, I sort of got a cult following um, and would have wait lists because the coaches, the coaches <laughs> would send the athletes, male and female athletes, to me because I was cross training them. Because I would learn about, I would go watch them on the field, and I would say, "Oh my gosh, they're just shifting weight. That's a pivot. This is, you know, I, it's just that what I do. I do it to music, and I make them work their coordination relation to rhythm. Um, and same with the theater majors. Mm-hmm. It was all about presence. So one thing that there was a couple of things that happened. One was. Yeah, these these these. It was kind of this this group of guys, and I think they were all across players. And they were they were I, I call fresh peeps instead of freshmen. They were fresh peeps. And one day I just yeah. went up to them because mm-hmm. I had I'd had Jack, so I think Jack was probably my son, three or four years old. And I'm thinking eventually Jack will you know become a college aged young man. And so I'm just looking at that connection. And yeah, this one time they showed up very clearly uh, and fragrantly hungover. And I pulled them aside and I said, you know (laughs) what? I I really have to talk to you, maybe as a teacher, but also as a mother, that I have a three-year-old boy. And to me, you're supposed to be the role model. And you're also given the luxury of being at this school and you're showing up to this class hungover, and that just doesn't really look good. And you, I watch you guys. You just go all over the campus together in this little clump. You all wear the same socks. You all had the same hairdo. And it's almost like you're afraid to be an individual. You're afraid to just go off on your own, that the way you take up space is as a group. And I invite you to be a little bit more brave and a little more respectful of yourself and those around you. Break it up a little bit. Let's see it. And in that class, my um, (laughs) physicality—it really—it would crack me up because the class was so physical. They would be exhausted. Mm -hmm. But then we, you know, at first I thought, how are they going to react to this? And then they all kind of dropped their veneer. You know that posturing. You know, so from now on, you're not allowed to stand next to each other in my class because I don't think you have the confidence to stand on your own. I need you to break it out. And then for the rest of the semester, we had a great time um, and they no longer showed up quite so fragrant.
0: Well, look, look, that's what was happening, right? You so you were taking them out of their comfort zone and giving them a new perspective so they could see things in a new way. And it's like a underpinning to thinking sideways because now they're bringing in new perspectives, fresh perspectives and experiences in their lives and connecting with people that they had not connected with before. Because they were in this little umbrella mm-hmm. of safety. Now, there's another little tidbit that I, I'm just amazed that you did, but it, I think I, I may have to try it, although I might have to have a glass of mm-hmm. wine before, probably. Um, walking over hot huh. coals. And so I just can't – I mean, the, the focus and strength and sheer will – to be able to do that. But I also think going back to all of these layers and the dynamic human that you are, and you're really sort of a, a tower of strength. I think maybe you know, some of this may be sort of a metaphor, right? Through walking through life. We're gonna step on those hot coals. And what do we do with it? Do we power forward? Do we fall off? Do we get a new perspective? Because we're gonna have these things dropped in our lives. But you know for sure that when you take that risk and you come out of it, like all these beautiful things can happen because you realize it's gonna end. Maybe it's not so scary to do something new and try something new and connect with people that you've never met and come up with these fabulous ideas, right? And, and join a new community and contribute in a way that you haven't done before. And so I was thinking about Twist hmm. a lot. These women in space and time. You know, I'd like you to talk about Twist and that very special situation with that <laughs> lovely
1: person who caused it to (laughs) erupt from your soul. All right, so I want to actually connect talking about twist to what you just said about the the hot coals, because I think there's a connection there, of course. Okay. So just to put that in perspective, um, we used to have a house in Bluffton, South Carolina. And one night it was really dark and I was running from one house to the next house and it was completely dark. You know, that's its own metaphor of uh, running through with blind faith. And um, at the time, (laughs) we would always collect all the leaves that would fall and then you burn them. I I have no idea why, but I didn't see the hot ashes because they were the white ashes on the top. So I'm running over to the the Mm -hmm. house where my parents were and then I stepped into the pile of ashes. And obviously I went into shock and I screeched. And, you know, it was terrifying. And I ended up with uh, extreme burns on my feet and I was in a wheelchair for the rest of the summer. Now, the reason I bring that up is, yeah, that was God awful. But it forced me to use my imagination the entire summer because I couldn't go do anything. I couldn't swing off the rope swings. I couldn't play in the river. I couldn't do anything. But it just continued to cultivate my imagination. So it's, it's using it, saying, okay, well, what I can't do is run around and be a child like I normally can. But what I can do is use my imagination, which is infinite. So again, it, it kind of comes back to that. And so it's turning a negative situation into a positive one, which is how I would relate it to twist. So I am, um, the director of twist and it is a multidisciplinary feminist dance theater project that brings together film, live dance, theater, community engagement, and is about creating a variety of acts of female solidarity on and off the stage. Off the stage it's through communication and conversations with women about the different ways that we experience and occupy space in relation to other people in the public domain. So we just share what is it like to be who we are? And um, what inspired this, I was walking, through and this was in, in my home I was walking through from one room to another and I was walking through a doorway and there was a man leaning against a doorframe and reading the paper and as we were just having this you know conversation I, w- I just made myself as small as I could to get through the doorframe so that I wouldn't inconvenience his reading his paper and then I thought well wait a minute what's going on here You know, and I pushed down the paper and I said, why didn't you move? And we had a, you know, a chuckle and a back and forth. And I almost kind of rolled my eyes and walked away like stereotypical, typical. But then I stopped and my stomach sank and I thought, wait a minute, why did I intuitively just make myself so small so I didn't inconvenience him? And what cultivated that in me? And I'm supposed to be a director of a feminist dance theater company. And by feminist, I don't even know what I mean. Really, all female dance theater company. And it's about empowerment. But here I am, directing in that way, teaching in that way. And yet, my own complicity in making myself small terrified me. And in that moment, I wanted to know more about other girls and women, self identifying females how do they move through the world? And what influences these kind of decisions that they're making? And I wanted to process that through these community conversations, but also through what I do in dance theater and have these conversations with other dance artists and create our own act of female solidarity. You know, if, you're, if you've are if you ever been part of a, a protest that's a women's movement, there is just mm-hmm. nothing like yes. that feeling. And it gets underneath your skin and yes. the power of that solidarity. And so I wanted to create that kind of experience for us as we are making the work, but also to share with the public and, and that's the gist of twist.
0: Yeah. Well, I, when I was thinking about it and sort of breaking down twist, these women in space and time, and I was really thinking about it. And so in the context of, I guess it's twofold, um, one you're dancers today Mm -hmm. in COVID, um, and two, People, women, in general, are feeling a bit twisted. (laughs) Um, Where is time? Mm. I've Mm. lost my space. I'm Mm. in a box. We are forced, because of this environment, to behave differently because we can't break out of it. You know, our creativity and our sense of self has literally been placed in this box. And I've been thinking about this and how it relates to you, your messaging, and your dancer dancers and how, you know, this can aid not just other women, because there's a bigger message to, to the world in this, because we are all disconnected. And it comes back to this whole idea of connecting for good. And, and we'll move to, to an opportunity and I'll let you talk about that. But one of the reasons I felt that you would be such a great speaker as part of a series um, for, Pace Center for mm. Girls in Miami, when they asked me if I could help find speakers, sort of was a foregone conclusion that you would be the answer. Mm. Not just to speak, because you kind of lived this, but to bring in these women in space and time in a way that they wanted a panel, they wanted experience, and they, it, you know, it was, that, it was a moment where these girls, they have this, this place and it's a safe place for them, you know, it's an opportunity to better their future, you know, through counseling, education, training and advocacy, but again, COVID. Mm. It's the it was the great equalizer on some levels, but still so unequal in so many other ways. And so, when I thought, who can I bring in at this moment to reach out to these girls and speak their truth and connect with them in a way that they would feel like these people understand me. And I went Mm -hmm. directly for you because I knew, you know, the challenges of these dancers um, during this time. But I also thought, you know, I mean, I have created this podcast for those Mm -hmm. very reasons. So people can connect in ways they haven't done. And you too, you do that. We are community builders. We are connectors. We are, we are wanting to reach out to other people because you and I know innately the more people, the people that are so much different than we are, are the ones that make such a difference in our lives. And so you were the obvious choice for Pace Center for Girls in so many different ways. But can you um, just speak a little bit about that and connection? And, 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 and for everybody out there, this is classic Adele Myers and the people that she associates with within this dance company and just who she surrounds herself with, giving back without expectation.
1: Mm. That's what we want. Sure. First of all, I just <laughs> want to say thank you for making that connection. Because when I was invited to, to speak, I thought, well, this is an opportunity for me. But I also really think this is an important time, especially during COVID. But now I think in general, anytime you are given a platform, share it share the space, share this opportunity. And after speaking and learning more about PACE, the word possibility just came up a lot. And I thought, okay, so I want to make this relevant you know, to the girls and young women who are listening. And I thought, okay, a through line is how to turn obstacles into possibilities, how to turn hard situations into personal betterment as we've been speaking on this podcast. And so I decided that the title of the um, panel would be Creative Rigor, How Artists Turn Obstacles into Possibilities. And I brought three panelists, two of which were former students of mine, and um, one just relocated to New York City a month before the pandemic hit and the other is living in miami and is a professional artist um and i knew that both of them have such potential and they're already reaching it but they always talked with me while they were in class and in school about how it was really difficult for them to speak publicly and it is my mantra as an educator and mentor to make sure that students are put into situations where they are asked to be brave and to have confidence in who they are. And sometimes that means putting them in situations they think they're not good at. So I immediately reached out to these two dance artists, one of which dances with my company right now and asked them to be part of the panel. And I said, this is a really good opportunity for you to just be you and find that confidence in your words, explaining your experience. And so we put together this uh panel and shared very personal experiences of obstacles that we had all had and how we turned them into possibilities i also chose them because they're younger and i felt that the the um, girls and young women of pace would relate to them more than they would relate to me maybe they would see themselves in these dance artists who had actually not only made their dreams come true but made their dreams come true in spite of a pandemic. The thing is about artists, you don't go into becoming an artist because you wanna make money, especially not in this culture. You do it because that's been your gift. Sometimes your gift feels like a curse, but it is your gift and you will always do it because you love it and you will see a hurdle that will come in front of you and you'll say, well that's not blocking my path. I can go under it, I can go over it, I can go around it, I can back up. You know what? I'm going to leap over it. And it makes you stronger and it makes you better. Mm-hmm. And so that's really that was the premise of this panel and I I loved it. I loved that experience and I'm hoping, of course, cuz that was just Virtual that conversation, but I'm I'm really hoping that is the beginning of a, a partnership with Pace that we can continue to foster with um, Adele Myers and dancers, and specifically with Twist and these conversations about how we present ourselves in space.
0: Love outcomes, love like the love that concentric circle and things working out. Because when I was thinking through it. It was a sideways thought because there's another layer to all of this, of course, and you just know how I roll with this stuff. I thought for for your organization, for people that are involved with you, again, getting back to how our lives have changed and your, your uh, dancer that went to New York and then found out suddenly, uh, okay, I thought I was going to be doing this and now I'm not and I have to work at Starbucks and I have to do what I have to do. It's life, right? These are the things. You fall down, you pick yourself back up, but... I have to tell you the the gift that you're giving to people, those girls, those young women, they it mm-hmm. is therapeutic. And, and and showing them that wow, I am strong. And for for the dancers, you all have an opportunity to take it on the road. Not physic, you know, not literally right now, but this is something that can be used in so many different places and within the you know, structure of sort of communities that are really trying to engage, um, helping people start businesses, helping connect with the local community, and really have conversations about what that looks like, right? Because it looks different today. So I'm going to go back to when you were at Mm -hmm. the boys' school, and just throw this out at you. So thinking of Twist, these women in space and time, and thinking of your experience with those Mm -hmm. uh, fresh peeps, I think that maybe it could be kind of fun for you to go back to your alma mater and give those young boys a perspective because I think when, when we get gain new perspectives at a younger age, it really helps the fabric of who we become and understanding that you need to, you need to share the space. Mm. You know, we all are here. We are here together. It is not a foregone conclusion that you get to take up more mm-hmm. space than I do. That's just not. So it's something to think about. And in terms of a couple of out-of-the-box thoughts, I know that there's some areas where you may want to take a new direction. And can you, you've shared it with me before, but like you are a collaborator who allows your, not even allows, you invite your dancers to think with you and collaborate with you and create with you. And that is a gift, right? Number one. And I I would be loath to forget that you actually are somebody who, invest so much in these people, and you would rather go without getting paid than have them not get paid. It gets back to mm. that whole cookie um, thing. People need to be paid that work hard. But I want to do something for you in an area that is passionate for you that has nothing to do with working with dance. And I think I've already, you know, told you about some opportunities that are supportive of dance and the arts, which would be working with somebody who is um an art dealer and one of his artists who's very involved in in climate and and bringing together some kind of um dance that is connected with this art and having this platform where you know it can showcase what you're doing but two artists collaborating and working together and i know that's a a passion of yours but another area where you think you know you might want to collaborate with somebody outside of dance and sure
1: i mean i mean there's a million ways i mean one that comes to mind in particular and i will say for twist but then it i think it grows beyond twist as well as I'm interested in working with communities of women within education, within institutions. So for example, at the high school level, you know, an all female school where I can take the premise of TWIST where we're having conversations, where we share our respective experiences about what does it feel like to um, move through space in the public domain. When you walk down a sidewalk, do you always step aside Why are you paying attention to your decision? What is that other person doing? Um, When's the last time you pulled out a chair for someone? Why are we always waiting for this other concept of tradition in that sense? But are we paying close enough attention to the decisions we're making about how we move through our daily life with literally our daily choreographic choices, meaning our movements through the day? Are we paying attention to Mm -hmm those decisions and how they relate to lopsided power dynamics that have to do with gender. And I think that's a that's a conversation Check. that can happen anywhere. And I do wanna yes. clarify, yes. I'm not talking about yes. establishing a lean oh. in kind of thing. This is not a shtick. Right. Connecting it just back for a second to that movers and shakers class. One thing that's important that relates to what we're talking about is, uh, there were a lot of female athletes in that class who I noticed would like pull way to the back or push to the side and and really not take up space. And um, most of the male athletes would take up a lot of space. And so while I had that one conversation with the male athletes, I had individual conversations with some of the female athletes and said, you know, next time you come into this class, I need you to take up more space. I need you to stand front and center and do not move. And I want you to take so much space that people have to get out of your way. And I want you to think about that when you get out of this class and you move through your day on this campus. And then let's have a conversation about it, that literally what you're doing in a dance studio is you are rehearsing what it is you're going to do in your daily life. Think about it that way and it was remarkable the observations that those young women who are formidable women they had internalized something about how they were supposed to take up space and so this concept has been with me for a very long time it's just now manifested twofold i
0: definitely have a place where they are developing a plan where i see you being one stepping in and working with twist but maybe even being able to extend it farther to being part of a module that they're preparing Two, um, There's a woman that I have worked with in the past. Her name is Tracy Alloway and she's a psychologist focused on retraining your brain, but she, she covers a lot of things and she's just the most fabulous person in the world. And I think there's a nice overlay if mm. you're interested because um she is publishing a book it's coming out we um in in some of our conversations and for all of you out there we we, adele and i we love to sort of go back and forth and i'm sure you've seen that i am a firm believer in dance and and as a modality for healing and tracy does trapeze work and she does all of these things so i thought wow wouldn't it be cool if you're interested To do some kind of consult with her and work together where you're bringing in this perspective from a healer in Mm. psychology who is all about women being who they are and using those gifts that they have and not to what would a man say, that kind of thing to really go for it and pair that with Mm. twist these women in space and time and i think that would be bloody powerful for people and you know i'd love to hear what people have to say that are 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 participating here because like i always do and you'll hear me do adele knows what's coming i'm gonna have adele's uh, cv of course up and um i would love to you know hear how she might be able to I'm sure she wants to hear what you all think and what she's doing because she's all about community and interactive uh, conversations and all of that. But Adele, is there something that you might want to shout out to them that you could use some support in or you would, you know, something if you could throw it out there that you're like, hmm, I'd love to hear X, Y, Z from these people. Wow.
1: Sure. But first of all, I want to go to what you just said with uh, the author for Think Like a Girl because (laughs) it's exactly that. I mean, that's an amazing connection. And so first of all, let me just say I would love to do that because sort of collaborative thinking, when you bring different minds together, especially from very different genres and different ways of thinking, what sparks is something that is only the result of a collaboration because it only happens when you bring these two minds together. So let me just say yes to that. And it also leads to how I would answer Mm -hmm. your question because I don't want to say I need this, this, and this we've had this conversation just now. Yeah. So that already puts out yep. there what's happening, what I'm working on, where the connections are. What I'm actually interested yep. in is the person listening who says, oh my gosh, I, I have to connect with that person. I have this idea. Let's see what happens. So to me, go. that's that's what that's makes nice the the hairs on my arms stand up is is new ways of thinking or like you were just saying in this educational system the, the wow. you know being part of a new modular thinking being part of new visions which comes back to the whole conversation we've been having is that as you know as we get older This sideways thinking on your part, tilted way of thinking on my part, we've now grown confident in it, right? And we've now found this not only as something to be Mm -hmm. proud of, it is our gift and our strength. So what I have also become is a Mm -hmm. very good person for new visions. My imagination is endless. My um, commitment is unwavering. And being part of a new vision is my strength, is being part of the trailblazer as you said it's where i'm the most confident in saying hey throw some ideas my way let me think about it that's that's to me where i can harness what i've been given over all of these years and then gladly give back because that that kind of exchange that's my bailiwick that's what brings me pleasure and so if if that's giving well then i'm lucky (laughs) because it is it's an incredible feeling right. to be part of a community and part of a new vision that's right and
0: and you know so, so to wrap up on all of this i think that from from beginning to end it's it's a gift and we are lucky to have this thing but you know for me offering up the 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 ways to to sort of tap into this and the best way to tap into All of this is opening yourself up and taking a look at yourself and and getting uncomfortable and thinking about things that you don't want to think about sometimes, but give yourself a moment to think about hiccups in your life and know that it's part of this bumpy road that you take. And if you sit there and you give yourself some time to think about it, these beautiful ideas will start to bubble up and you always need to know that Look, if you can share a little piece of yourself, then other people will be able to share with you. And that is called connection. And when you layer that on top of connecting for good, remember that you go out your door in the morning and the littlest thing that you do to, you know, complimenting somebody, thanking them with a smile. Um, if you're on that zoom, Make sure that, you know, you, you you really try to get some eye contact. Whatever it is that you're doing or that you need to do to to feel good inwardly and to to send that message off to other people, it's not about getting money back. It's about connecting and knowing that you have contributed and that what your contribution is important and you've done something nice for somebody else. And so that's what this community is, and that's why it was created. And P.S., we want to hear from you if you have ideas. That's what this is about. Um, if you have a, a, a dream that you'd like to talk about, I mean, this, this is here. And if you actually want to talk about something that we're missing here, that's what this is. This is a community and an exchange. And, you know, let's all leave today and, and, and move forward. And I hope to uh, have you all come back. And I hope there are some exchanges with Adele and, and, and me and whoever else. Uh, so please, please reach out and let's all connect for good.